0: These are my type of people. Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in The Spoiler Room. And welcome to The Spoiler Room, an impromptu episode, if you will. It is Super Month here in The Spoiler Room, and I was sitting there going after I saw this film... I just got that itch to talk about Thor Ragnarok, and lucky enough, I was able to get a couple of Spoiler Room crew members to head on down here into the room and join me to talk about this most talked about latest installment in the MCU universe, and the crew members joining me tonight, first off, we have the diva of the Spoiler Room, yes, it is Dawn. Hello Dawn, how are you?
1: I am well, thank you. Good evening, gentlemen.
0: Good evening. So glad you could join us here in the spoiler room. And next to Don is uh, the one and only lovely Mr. Andrew Shear. Hello, Andrew. Thanks for coming back. Hey, hey, thank you. And uh, can I just say,
2: Don, it is always so cool when you're on here. I when he told he just told me like five minutes ago that it was gonna be you that we're talking with and I was like,
1: Yes. <laughs> thank you.
2: <laughs> I always enjoy I always enjoy hearing your commentary. So I just, Likewise. just out spectacularly.
0: <laughs> and, and i am very very happy that i was able to get you two to talk about this film because uh you both will give me some interesting perspectives i'm sure on this <laughs> interesting uh yet different thor film we also welcome our one viewer that is watching us who now just left us so we love you too bye-bye now
2: I'll, and, I'll take that it's probably me
0: no no it was probably me they were on until i started talking <laughs> And what are we talking about? Well, I mentioned it three times already. Yes, we are talking about Thor Ragnarok.
1: Now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? Well, it's a long story.
2: They tell me. A contender. It's main event time.
0: Now, Thor Ragnarok is uh, the third installment in the Thor storyline. And I think this is the 17th Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe film. And uh, do either one of you want to try to give a summary of Thor Ragnarok? Only if Don doesn't want to.
1: I don't want to.
2: Ah! <laughs> uh, okay. Right, go for it, go. Andrew. Yeah, well, um, Thor Ragnarok is about um, Thor and Loki. They're doing their normal dick dance thing or whatever. And um, a thing happens that's very, very important that interrupts the dick dance between Thor and Loki. And their home planet of Asgard gets taken over by a really seriously crazy awesome evil force and so they got to kind of work together to uh, to save Asgard how's that man does that feel good to you
0: that, that feels good to me yeah it, it's a spoiler uh, room you can throw as many spoilers as you want in the summer oh, well here's want,
2: here's but... a spoiler I fell asleep in the last ten minutes so y'all gonna have to tell me how it ends <laughs> but, uh... <laughs>
0: It happens a lot with you with the special effects, extravaganza films though, doesn't it, Andrew? Well at a certain point,
2: all the superhero and Marvel, they all gotta end the same way. So no matter how original and cool and different they are from each other, they still gotta do the the big CGI battle and man that just I don't care what movie it is, it just made me
0: <laughs> I'll fail. I'm like, damn it. Well, this one this one does do it a little bit differently, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, we'll catch you up on what happened in those last ten minutes. For I appreciate sure. it,
2: man. By no means is that an <laughs> indictment of the movie, but you know, <laughs> I liked
0: it. But which is what we always do here in the spoiler room: get initial thoughts as first. So we'll go with Dawn first. Dawn, you just saw this today. Uh, what did you uh, think of this film as the credits rolled?
1: I want to see it again. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, that was my first thought exiting the theater. I, I wanted to see it again.
0: Awesome. Well, that that's that, that mean it was good or does it mean you wanted to see it again because uh you you felt you missed something?
1: I I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought there were parts of it I wanted to pay closer attention to um mm-hmm. some of the some of the artwork. Um Right. A little bit more of the dynamic and the um, <clears throat> backstory between uh, Hela and the Valkyrie, things like that, I wanted to pay a little closer attention to because I was enjoying uh, certain other dynamics as much as those, but I, there's so much going on that you can only absorb so much in one viewing.
0: You, you can say you were staring at Chris Hemsworth and the Hulk's abs. It's okay, Dawn. No, I know I was. No, just kidding.
1: No, not so did. much. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: I'm giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time, Don. That's all. But it was just <laughs> Bloom, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> Idris
0: Elba. There, Idris Elba. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Hemdale, uh, who, who, we uh, get a little bit more uh, screen time, which was always uh, good to see. And uh, we'll get into his character because I definitely want to talk about some of these additional characters as we've pretty much visited Thor and Loki quite a bit in the other films but they're even different. In fact, this whole film is different. Andrew, how'd you feel about this film even though you you fell asleep in the last 10 minutes?
2: That, you know, it just that's just it just happens. I go to late movies and sometimes it happens. But no, I uh, I was actually very excited for this. It's rare that I run out to see. I haven't even seen all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I it's rare that I at first it was like, "Oh neat, Iron Man. Oh neat, Thor." Oh neat Captain America and then you're just like, ah, oh, not a nut. you know what I'm saying? They got you got this because of the cinematic universe thing you're like these are all going to be the same, aren't they? And and the ones that are my favorites, the ones I really got excited by are the ones that are like super different like Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and even though I haven't seen it, Black Panther, I oh, will yeah. be running out to see Black Panther. And but um I like Thor because it was uh it was like the He-Man movie I never got when I was a kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but just like I, my big problem with He Man, the the Masters of the Universe movie, was my same big problem with the other Thor movies, even though I liked them. Too much Earth. I want to be it. You know, what I'm saying I want to be on Eternia the whole time, or in space, or whatever. And so Thor, he's like, yeah, they're on Earth for like two seconds, but when they're on Earth, they're with Doctor Strange, so it's all good, right? Because Doctor Strange
1: is awesome.
2: <laughs> so I was, uh, I was, I was happy with it. But what my my thing I love the most. Uh, was that there was a lot of women in this movie that had, like, important characters, including... Uh, I haven't seen all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, so you guys can tell me if you have. Is this the first female villain that Marvel has given us in these movies, yes or no? Yeah.
0: The
1: first primary, yeah. That's what I'm
2: saying.
0: Yeah, the first main, like, not a, a supporting bad guy or a I mean, you the, know, big, mistaken... bad. the yeah. big bad. The big bad. That's the first time yeah. they've done that. This is the first yep. time we've had a major, and it's the seventeenth. Yes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you motherfuckers. Well, <laughs> hey, Kate Blanchett is hella worth the wait. I mean, look at her. You know oh I'm my God. Oh yeah. Okay, so I, I didn't mean to jump all over on every topic, but no, yeah, like I liked. That's my long way to say I liked it. I had a good time.
0: I totally dug this film because it is a complete it's a bold move and I like seeing studios take a bold move and I love the director and it's the direction they needed to take because for me, while I enjoy the Thor films, they've always been kind of weaker for me. I could never quite get into them too much, especially dark world more so than, uh, you know, the first one. And it's the same reason is because, uh, you know, it was too much on Earth. I wanted to see more Asgard. I wanted to see more of the Nine Realms. And even though we got a bit more of that in Dark World, it was still a lot more on Earth. And here, it's complete sci-fi. This is a sci-fi adventure film uh, first, and almost a Marvel Cinematic Universe comic book film, the second, really, uh, <laughs> with the way it's the, it's handled and its tone. I mean, uh, you know, it, it even opens differently than... What we've seen in the past, as far as you know, uh, the superhero films. This this film just opens, and suddenly you realize you're in for a different kind of Marvel film, and in a good way. That's I'm like you, Andrew. I love the ones that are different. Ant Man, uh, Doctor Strange, is uh, you know one of my top favorite MCU films. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the other one too, because it was all in space it did very little on earth. And I like that. I'm like good sci-fi stuff. And Thor has always kind of had that sci-fi stuff. Since uh, I remember reading the comics my dad had, you know, and just like Dr. Strange really embraced that magic and the dimensions world and just sold the magic aspect of it. This one sells the sci-fi so well. So I got done with it. And yeah, I was like, Don, I'm like, you know, I could watch this again. And there's not, unfortunately not too many Marvel films out there outside of the ones I mentioned that I feel that way about because like you said, Andrew, they, they start to feel all the same. I mean, winter soldier was great because winter soldier was a espionage film first and then it was a comic book film. I felt similar with Thor. This first felt more like a sci-fi film and then more of a comic book film, you know? Uh, but so we get introduced to Thor and, what do you think of this opening? Am I wrong on this, Andrew? Or do you think uh, this opening, it just f- it felt different, didn't it, than not just the Thor films, but a, a number of the MCU films? Um, I
2: was admittedly, man, and Don, I don't know how big a fan you are of, of uh, Taika Waititi's other movies, but knowing that he made this movie, I was like wanting to see his stamp immediately. Mm -hmm. So when Thor is like just just shooting the shit conversationally with this like lava monster guy, you know, him hanging and spinning and having to continue the conversation is such a British comedic scene. I mean, this is like, this is exactly what I was. I'm like, oh man, I just hope the rest of the movie is like this it was so funny you know but of course they use the uh the um immigrant song like in the trailer and um i was like oh god i hope this movie isn't full of pop music like guardians of galaxy is because i want it to be able to be different i don't want people to be like this is ripping that off so to me that just was oh it cracked me up right away i was so happy to see that
0: well, I mean, we get the voiceover opening, and he's talking to a skeleton first. That he falls, and yeah, he's doing the spin thing, and now that you mention it...
2: Wasn't that a very Monty Python thing to do, though? The jaw falls off while he's talking. I mean, you know...
1: That's exactly what I thought.
0: Yeah, see? So you got the same feeling, Don. This really has that stamp of his right away? Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. And, and how'd you feel about the opening with, with the jokes? I mean... Uh, do you think it was just the right amount in this opening of, of humor to let you know, hey, you're in for something different? Sure. So okay. <laughs> like, I can't add
2: anything.
0: No. no, it's okay.
2: It's fine. We just all agree and it's we wonderful. We
0: just all agree. It's it's wonderful. It's opening and now that you mentioned it though, Andrew, you're right. I've been trying to f- put my finger on it that you know, what kind of humor style is it? And now that you mentioned it, like the British and my I'm like the spinning is exactly like that the whole
2: yeah i mean there's you know there's moments where the the you know the australian and the new zealand sort of humor comes through too which you know we're sort of uh, accustomed to not from just from his other movies but from other aussie Mm -hmm. stuff we've seen or new zealand stuff that we've seen but that right there i mean you know it's just what a great way to sit you right into the world of of the movie and I, i i saw the audience like for a minute, they're like, uh, "Ah, all right," and they start to crack, or you start to get—they start to laugh as the scene goes. They sort of get used to it, you know. But it didn't take long.
0: Yeah, same with our audience as well. Uh, Don, what about the audience where you? You had did they? Did it feel like they kind of got into it right away once they realized that it was okay to laugh?
1: <laughs> kind of. My, my audience was a little quiet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I didn't really notice the age group, but it was mm-hmm. a noon matinee, so. They were, I don't know. I I think I was the one laughing the loudest.
2: It's always me too. Same. (laughs) Even if I'm the only one in there.
1: (laughs) But, well,
0: and for me, I feel bad as a movie guy, but I was trying to follow the least amount about this film because there's so much put out there. I didn't realize until like a day or two before it released that it was the director that it was, uh, 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 Taika. Ty- uh, How do you pronounce it? Tucker, Yeah. Like tiger, tiger. Yeah. I didn't realize it was him directing this. So it made sense. Cause I had seen some headlines from people, you know, Oh, this is one of the funniest, you know, MCU movies ever made. And this is hilarious. And I sat there and go, okay. All right. And then I was just taking a look and suddenly I looked at who the director was. i like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no wonder it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> You know what we do with the shadows is, is is one of my all-time favorite modern comedies. And to see him get a big studio project like this and have it be so entertaining, I, I love it, but it starts that tradition once again of comic book films drawing from the indie filmmaker pool <laughs> to to launch their big films. And we've seen this before, you know. I mean, James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know Sam Raimi with Spider-Man it's just you you know you get these indie film guys and they seem to handle some of them handle it really well and he handles this I think for the budget and the scope of this project I think he handles it really well throughout this whole thing he manages to put his stamp on it Um, and well we all get this humor too because right Don uh, would you say part of of this direction this is a completely different kind of direction they take with the thor character but it's maybe a bit because of ghostbusters
1: yes and no i i um i think Tycho was really going really wanting to utilize chris helmsworth uh his humor mm-hmm. his talent for humor because he is naturally humorous i mean he, You've, you've seen it in so many other movies, and they haven't utilized it in the MCU yet, um, at least not much. So, it you, you use the talent you've got, for God's sakes.
0: Right. Um,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Andrew, how about you? Would you say maybe that, you know, what people kind of saw out of Ghostbusters helped them feel more comfortable taking it in this direction?
2: yeah well I'm, I'm sure that that was also something that uh taika whitey Teeth saw as well because um you know like as a as a as a director of primarily comedies you know he's going in there thinking well like you know who, what these guys have to be able to be funny they have to be funny and i'm sure he saw that and went chris Hemsworth is really funny because he is
0: yeah yeah he he, he is actually a- I liked his Thor the best in this one. I loved the direction that they took with this, oh, yeah. you know, and that whole opening scene where yeah, we get to see how he gets to be the badass. He knocks the helmet off, but even there we get a, a joke <laughs> with him calling his hammer.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even even if Hemsworth wasn't funny, he's playing yeah. this guy for the 900th time. They got to make it interesting for him because mm-hmm. other, you know, Thor is like. You know, he plays him as a god in the first one, which, okay, yeah. But you, where do you go from there? You have to expand. You have to, you got to not only keep your audience interested in these guys, but you got to keep the actor interested, too. So doing something different with it, even if he'd never tried comedy before, it's got to be better than, you know, sticking to the same crap, you know?
0: And thank you. They got rid of the romance angle, which felt forced in the first two Thor films. No offense at all to miss natalie portman but i i uh, you got to move on man that's
2: not the you know that's not the story every time you know
0: well and i love how they handled it too did did you notice that we get dialogue between him and loki because they uh they
1: <laughs> visiting- didn't get dumped it was a mutual dumping <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> but that's the most they address it you know it's just like this normal discussion of between brothers like yeah yeah you know i didn't because i've always that's one thing i've always liked is how they've handled the relationship between thor and loki because yet yeah, loki's the god of mischief so naturally he's gonna be a bad guy but it really felt like this one thankfully we've gotten it to where thor has kind of come to terms with the way his brother is did you feel like that dawn throughout this film like Okay, yeah, I know you're gonna backstab me, but we need your help. And okay, you know, but he, rather than trying to change him, he he's kind of accepted him.
1: No, he no no uh uh-uh. uh you don't no. think so? He totally he totally knew that Loki was gonna come back.
0: Hmm. Well, no, I mean, I know it come back, but I mean, like the way he handles his relationship and the other two, we've kind of seen him try to change. Be
1: naive. Yeah. No, he knew that Loki was going to backstab him, but he also knew that Loki would always come back.
0: Mm-hmm. Even even in the other ones, cuz I always felt that he was maybe, you know, thinking he could still change his brother. Brother change, but um, <laughs> Though I you know what was great about this too is they didn't linger too long on any of the past Thor stuff. I mean, we get a few lines of Oh, well, you know, it was a mutual dumping, but also Loki posing as Odin. I thought for sure it was going to run longer. But Andrew, it doesn't really, they don't really run that long, do they, with this idea?
2: No, that was really funny, too, and interesting. I mean, they kept,
0: they kept flipping things over. It's
2: almost like, you know, they, they took a script that existed um, and then looked at all the other Marvel movies and said, okay, when da 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 happens, they always do da da da. So we are gonna do da da da, and just like flip <laughs> everything over. It was a good approach, you know?
0: Yeah, because I was worried about that. At when they ended the first one, going, "Oh great, the next movie is gonna be all about Thor proving Odin is actually Loki." But yeah, we
1: <laughs> we, get that,
0: we get the hilarious play going on. There's this big, huge statue of Loki, and. Because we find out Thor has been exploring for a long time, which explains why he wasn't around for Civil War, uh, a bit, uh, you know. But they don't even really address too much stuff in Civil War either. But Don, how'd you like this? That they kind of just they didn't linger too long, like some of the other MCU films, I think, on the past storylines.
1: I, I liked it. I like the way they handled that whole uh, <laughs> that whole end, uh, beginning uh, um. with um, uh, with the actors. I'm sorry that was hilarious
0: Who now who was that playing was that Wolbert who was that that was playing the characters they looked familiar uh, Thor. Uh, the
1: guy playing the guy playing the actor Thor was actually Helmsworth's brother
0: oh that's and right Helmsworth yeah
1: yeah and then Sam Nell was playing Odin oh that's who he. okay I thought he looked familiar <laughs>
0: That whole scene that was just great because I'm like, it even felt like they were kind of giving a little throw to Game of Thrones almost, <laughs> you know, with the, with this portrayal, you know, the whole play going on, uh, and him sitting there. Then he reveals, of course, Odin, and then Odin we find out is actually banished on Earth, and here's what I liked is, we got a little bit of weight here. You kind of had this light opening and this humor, but then uh Taka was able to bring some weight, so you found out that you know this isn't going to be all humor. And Don, how'd you feel about that scene where where Loki and and Thor are are go and they finally find uh, Odin after a rather humorous uh, interaction with Doctor Strange, who was always great to see on screen. But what'd you think about that scene with Odin? Did did you like to see that it wasn't going to be completely ha ha?
1: I, yeah, it, it, they really balanced it out well with some mm-hmm. serious, with some serious scenes and they kind of framed it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they separated the more serious scenes from the humor pretty well. I mean, pretty much anything that had certain characters you knew is going to be more serious. They set it up that way.
0: Right. Yeah, they they did set it up with Odin. And Odin he's like I love it too cuz we get a good speech between the brothers and and Andrew and then it's kind of unceremonious how he dies, isn't it? I don't know, of, man. I mean like kind of flitters away. He 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 turns to
2: he turns to to dust kind of, you know, but like yeah. I don't know enough about the Norse mythology mm-hmm. and their imagery and uh and their beliefs to sort of like to be able to gauge whether or not that was appropriate but i didn't think it was uh i didn't think they were like flippant about the fact mm-hmm. of the death of a major character in the death scene of one of our finest actors these two, two brothers seeing their father die right in front of them uh i didn't think it was like I didn't, think, I didn't think it was inappropriate i just was like i just sort of accepted it i'm like well you know hey pretty cool right he didn't get iced by some bad guy you know mm-hmm. he, he he got he got to actually just you know f- f- hit out you know fade away you know pretty cool yeah. pretty cool i mean they could have done it any number of ways so i'm glad he went out like that instead of them starting another like vengeance plot or some shit you know
1: i i thought it was i thought it was handled really well too i thought it was very and because they're all owned by disney i thought it was very yoda
2: very yeah oh yeah uh, right
1: yeah yeah this is this is a way that we can accept his his leaving mm-hmm. and it, it sends a message to everybody that we can that he's not he's really truly not coming back except he does come back to thor and visions again very yoda mm-hmm.
0: yeah and he comes back in visions but well what i guess what means ceremonies is like some films especially with a character like this you get like you know, you get like major build up and, and close up scenes in that, but we don't even we don't even really get a close up scene of him like dying and fading away. It's actually a wide shot in the distance. We get to see Odin fade away, which you know, it almost felt like we're gonna leave this personal moment for the brothers and we're moving the audience back to let them have their moment.
1: Uh-huh.
0: In a way, it's a
2: good or, way to show you I, where I, he nah
0: no, he rode uh, off into the sunset. You need a you need
2: a wide shot for that, you know.
0: Which immediately releases <laughs> probably one of the better MCU villains to come along on the big screen for quite some time. Hella, played by Kate Blanchett. We mentioned her earlier. Andrew, how'd you feel about Hella? I thought she was fucking amazing. I saw her in the trailers.
2: And I'm like, this better be as good as it looks. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. please don't mess this up. I was so happy to see. Like I said, a female villain and stuff. And Keith Blanchett, of course, Go oh, bring it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was so happy about that. And so uh, mainly I was just like, I, I loved, like you said, how immediately it happened. He's like, hey, look, when I die, man, she's coming back. That's just, just how it's going to happen. I can't stop her from coming back. And then as soon as he goes, she's like, hi. <laughs> but... It's it's a it's a grand entrance, befitting entrance. You don't wanna you don't want a half step when it comes to Kate Blanchett coming out as a villain, which you know, it's not that she hasn't done it before, but man, that was all. she just I don't know, Don man, weren't you like stoked about that to see her like that?
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the first thing you see are those the, the very dark hair and the cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then she I mean She comes
0: out, and she immediately has a presence. I loved how Kate did that, and you know, people may sound, "Oh, you're just being all like filmy or trying to know," but I'm like, no. She, her character comes out, and immediately you're going, "Oh, shit's gonna go down," and then Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't take long. Thor's like, "Okay, let's do this," and the almighty hammer that's been not only a running joke but his mainstay for many of these films we've seen. She just catches in midair and shatters like like nothing. <laughs> I I loved that. Don, what'd you think of the shattering of the hammer? Did, did you think that was just a really good setup for this character?
1: I, I do because I mean, here's big sister. Never met her before. I'm using my big gun here, and she shatters it. It's it's just completely symbolic for completely shattering his manhood and breaking him down like only an older sibling can do.
0: <laughs> see i'm an only child i don't i don't know how that is so
1: yeah i'm the oldest uh,
0: well i mean even if you don't
2: like you know i'm the oldest in my family but uh, i saw that as her just like breaking his dick off mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> exactly yeah he, he yeah she basically neuters thor <laughs> what well, was an emasculating move man that's his hammer mm-hmm. right everybody ever say how hey hey how's your hammer hanging Whoa, my big
0: sister shattered that shit in her bare hand. <laughs> what I thought also was interesting, and there's a couple other shots as well. Normally when you get trailers, they use whatever footage they've gotten, and usually there's some spoiler scenes. Usually there's scenes that you don't get. In this one, though, I love the fact that they gave you a little bit of misdirection. Not a lot, but a little in the trailers, because there's two scenes in there, that are comp- in the movie that are different, yet the same in the trailers. And the, the hammer shattering is one of them because in the trailer, she's on a city street shattering it. And here she's in a field. And I dug that. <laughs> I, I don't know why uh, that, that part really appealed me. But I'm like, oh, so they even used some of the trailer to not completely spoil everything. you know? It, and I thought this change in setting was a lot. Better too and yeah it sets her up as a badass and you know loki too is just like oh crap <laughs> He's like, i just loved how they set her up the the fight and where she knocks him out of the rainbow bridge uh and then ends up showing up and we actually get again a couple of characters who we've seen quite a bit even though they're sub characters andrew they're as a filmmaker that do you think that was an interesting choice That I mean, pretty much a couple of uh, Thor's buddies just get aced. I mean, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Cause I'm like, Hey, isn't that race, Stevens? <laughs> <laughs> but that's good though. Cause like you, you mentioned earlier, you know, we've been here, we've mm-hmm. done this, we've seen them. Let's, let's go, let's do something else. And what's the best way to get yourself out of that? Just wax them. Let's go, you know,
0: move. It reminded me of a moment in uh, the defunct uh, Sarah, Chrono- Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes, this is the spoiler room, and I'm going to spoil more than just this film. But in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, in the second season, there's a guy who has been with the show the whole time and everything. And you get this episode this is one of the final ones uh, before they canceled it, where a Terminator comes up, pops him. He's dead. But you didn't get any promo like one of these characters will die or there was no big battle. She came up, popped him, and walked on. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they just killed a major character like nothing and just walked away like, damn. And it felt natural. But, Don, what would you think of the a bit of an unceremonious death of some of our side characters?
1: Very effective. Mm-hmm. Very effective. They mean... That's what needed to happen in order to move the story along.
0: yeah, we, we as Andrew said we've we've kind of seen these guys already, and as mm-hmm. sad as it is to see them go, it was a great thing for the. It really felt like they were kind of cleaning house with this film and, and trying to start anew, which is kind of the the theme through this whole thing. and so while she's running, uh, Asgard or, or, or taking over Asgard, she finds kind of a lacquer hanger on in the form of Scott. Scar- uh, who's a Scourge who's played by uh Carl Urban and uh
1: Don what'd you think of Scourge? I love Carl Urban. Yeah I, I do. I I just I like him. I saw him I'm like ooh it's McCoy. <laughs> um, I I I like him. I think he does. I think he has a real good grasp on sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. Um, He's so expressive, Mm -hmm. and he just—he says so much with his body language. And and you knew it was predictable. His character was predictable. I didn't mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, predictability isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's a good per. You know, and it, it, sometimes it's a good thing you're hoping they go that direction, especially with his character, who is just a guy trying to survive, who ends up uh, siding with the bad guy, Helen, just to survive, but realizes this might not be the best move. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you get a little bit of substory here for his redemption at the end with two machine guns, which apparently is actually from the comic book. His character doing that is ripped directly from the comic book. Um, I was reading up on it, which was which was fun to see. Uh, Andrew, how about you with uh, Scourge? Did you like kind of what they did with this sub-character, uh, giving this little uh, redemption storyline, so to speak?
2: I mean, I don't remember him and didn't know. You know, I, I just... You know, I knew Carl Urban. Of course, I love him in Star Trek, but for me, he's Julius Caesar and Zeno. So, like, (laughs) seeing him trying to impress those two chicks in the beginning, I was like, that's just a total Caesar move.
0: (laughs) Yep. Very funny. Yes. Uh, And uh, he's a great character, actor. I liked him in Dread. I I like Carl Urban just about anything. In fact, he was the only good thing in. The film uh, was The Priest, I think it was. Uh, I think he was the only good thing I found in that. (laughs) But They get uh, Loki and Thor got knocked out in front of the garbage planet. And yes, Thor gets captured by another new character played by Tessa Thompson, who we later learn is from Asgard. And not only that, she's a Valkyrie. Andrew, how'd you feel about Valkyrie? She was like... She has,
2: okay, well, you know, Hella's entrance is great, but hers is better because she comes down on her ship and this this big to-do and it opens up and she walks out looking badass, takes a big-ass swig off of this alcoholic beverage she's got and then tries to make her way out of the ship and falls, just eats shit just right out there while everybody's watching. And to me, this was like if they were to introduce Han Solo in a movie like brand new now, this would be what he would do. You know what <laughs> I mean? She's the yeah. Han Solo of this movie. She's like the, like the, the rascal or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. She is definitely a rascal. Now, how'd you feel about uh, Valkyrie?
1: It's fantastic. She's in one of the big reasons I want that. I really wanted to go back and revisit the movie. Mm-hmm. I I would love to see more
2: how about a Valkyries movie? That's what I want. Oh yeah. <laughs> just that, that whole thing. I was like, wait a minute, let's go back. This is the way, same way I was with it, with Wonder Woman. I loved it, but I was like, hey, wait, hold on. Can we stay? Can we, can we just stay on Themyscira a little bit longer? I need maybe, maybe my, uh maybe my entire piece spinoff movie, something like that. You know, I just really, you know, it's great that they're giving us this, but yeah, you do want more. And the only way you're going to get it, I think is going back. I'm seeing it again.
0: Yeah. And uh, They intersperse uh, scenes with her taking Thor to the Grandmaster with uh, scenes of some darker imagery of Hela conquering Asgard, which I thought was an interesting blend of of humor and and some darkness. And the Grandmaster, played by Jeff Goldblum, who I forgot was Jeff Goldblum the way he performed in (laughs) this after a little bit, uh, because this guy... You think it's Jeff Goldblum, so you think he's going to be goofy, but, man, this guy is just
1: evil, too, isn't he, Don? You know, he was Jeff Gold. Oh, God. What? He was pure Jeff Goldblum. I mean, he was very, very... I wouldn't expect anything else from him <laughs> except for the awesome performance that he gave. Mm-hmm. The the wit, the the impeccable timing comedic timing.
0: Yeah, like like the scene where he executes the guy in the chair.
1: Oh my gosh, it's getting on my foot. (laughs) Right? It's just Mm here is this dark
0: moment and suddenly, you know, Thor is kind of over exaggerated a bit. And you're just like, oh my God, it's on my foot. It's on take the melty stick. Mm. Andrew, how'd you feel with
2: Grandmaster? I honestly was just like is Jeff Goldblum a character in the Marvel universe, and I just didn't know it? Because uh, this to me is just him. Like they they hired him and exactly. just went, "Here's your clothes. Here's, we're gonna put this paint on your face, but otherwise, just be yourself."
1: Exactly how <laughs> so I
2: felt about it. I mean, it was yeah. That's that that stick was just. It really was just Goldblum to me. Mm-hmm. Just just in you know, just he's this, this is not a character role for him.
0: No, no, I mean, he's not a character actor, but, you know, I, I, I saw him as grandmaster though, even though he was being Jeff Goldblum, I I thought he fit his character really fit well in with the environment that they had him in is, you know, I guess what I was going for with that is, you know, I saw him. Yeah. I know he was being just regular Jeff Goldblum, but it felt natural for the character, but it didn't feel like he was out of place either.
2: You no, I mean it. Jeff Goldblum has been to space. You know, <laughs> he's basically an alien among us. So. <laughs> but I, I did read that that the Grandmaster is blue. He was supposed to be blue, but they didn't make him blue because in Earth Girls Are Easy, Goldblum was already blue.
1: Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> so that's <they> great. <laughs> so they that anyone
2: still cares about that is awesome to me because you should
0: care. It's a great movie. Well, yeah, and it's great that he thought about that as well, though it threw some really diehard fan folks out there in a a frenzy. Oh, my God, he's not blue. And there's a number of fan folks out there who did not like the liberties they took with this. And who
2: will die and no one will care who they ever were when they
0: live. (laughs) And while Thor is waiting for his first big battle, which you knew is coming because he saw it in a trailer, we get to meet some other side characters. One in particular is voiced by the director as well, and one that a lot of people are asking for his own movie. Andrew, how'd you feel about Korg? Man, the Korg was my favorite.
2: Of You know, like, I, I love, obviously, I love Hela and I love Valkyrie. I do. But Korg had me dying immediately because this is like a Maori guy or whatever his his voice and everything. And he sounded exactly like the, the people in Moana where there's no fish we've gone. the. <laughs> have you checked this side? We've checked. He sounded just like, just like the people from Moana, but Korg was, um, here's something I have seen. I've not seen all the, uh, all the MCU movies, but I have seen planet Hulk. And Korg is in Planet Hulk, but he kind of looks like the Thing, and he's a totally different character. Mm-hmm. It, like Planet Hulk's a really dark movie, like super violent, um, but it does explain like how Hulk got to uh, to this planet or whatever. Um, so you do get like I don't know, I don't know if it fits the time, I don't know if it's supposed to, but so I knew who he was. But he's just there's this the, the that voice, the way they do that voice with him. It never gets old and it was one of the greatest things. And that part where he's like, Tell him, Paul. <laughs> and then he's like, Paul's dead. <laughs> like, oh, it, Doug. That it was Doug, yeah.
1: Doug, yeah. Uh, Doug.
2: Doug. Dude, Doug, that whole thing. I'm sorry, Paul, if you're reading if you're listening to this. I didn't mean to say you were dead. It's Doug, clearly. Uh, <laughs> that was another very, very, very British humor type moment right there. Just just to stick a guy made of rocks give him that voice is just golden. You love
0: it. It was definitely a uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy feel. Yeah. There
2: you go, man. That's a perfect way to describe it. Perfect.
0: It it really felt like that type of character. And he was great too. I love the way he talked as well. It's like nothing really upset him. <laughs> he just like, Oh yeah, that's Doug. Oh, you're new Doug. <laughs> Well,
2: Korg's uh, going to be pretty intense. I mean, maybe this, maybe this is Korg post everything that happened in Planet Hulk in a way, mm-hmm. because like, um, Korg had to fight, like his he had to kill like his own brothers at a point. I remember, and I was like going, "Jeez, Yeah, so maybe now he's just kind of like beaten down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's got that easy way about him because he's been through sh- all that shit
0: from Planet Hulk. Oh, there goes another piece. Oh,
2: <laughs> it just falls off. Huh. It's so
0: good. Did Did you like Korg there, Don?
1: Absolutely, he was starting the revolution. Yes, <laughs> we're starting the revolution.
0: Uh, yeah, yep, and so and
1: he took everything in stride. I yeah, mean, seriously, it was it was very refreshing.
0: Yeah, he took very. Uh, I mean, even when they get because he comes along, he eventually escapes the planet with the little help from uh, Loki leadership uh, on a big ship, and they actually make it to Asgard to help fight Hela, and even at that point, he's just like, oh, hey, you want to join us? You want to come along? (laughs) So, Gorg, a lot of people want to see him have his own little short or spin-off, which who knows, you might with the web. You Mm -hmm. never know. They they at least should name a synthesizer after him. (laughs) so we we get these characters and we haven't talked much about loki but uh i like loki through here um you know it's tom hiddleston they still add a little bit to him you know to where he's not too one-dimensional he's got he gets some moments in here where he actually gets to be a badass and not just a bad guy uh, but I, one of my favorite scenes with this film, and I, I, I want to ask you guys uh, with Loki, was uh, where they have him captured. And and uh, Thor and Hulk have escaped with Valkyrie, and they're in the uh, the apartment with uh, <laughs> with Loki, and they tell the, the snake story. That whole little bit. <laughs> Andrew, what would you think about that whole bit there and how they played that? Okay. super funny
2: yeah that's what's great about this you know because like how are you going to keep this interesting to people like i don't ever care about you know what i'm saying like the reason why i didn't see some of these other marvel movies is because to me it didn't look any different than the other one that i saw you know mm-hmm. and some of them might yeah I, I don't know what happens i didn't i didn't see or whatever so to have moments like this and some people could be like this is wrong this is bad filmmaking because yeah the breaks kind of do go on the story at right. this point You know, but man, you the movie would be nothing without moments like that, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I think I think this is one of those where it took such a departure and it may have surprised some fans because MCU, it seems like has tried at least somewhat, you know, stick to things. But here they really took a lot of chances and the the I mean Loki and Thor, we knew there's there's this conflict between them. They get that scene with the snake, which uh, I loved how Hems were told it about, about how he, he had the snake and then he appeared at oh he stabbed me and it's just like it felt so natural. But then they get that scene in the elevator, which again is another one of those moments, Don, where we get we get this humor, but then we get kind of this serious kind of character moments. Uh what What'd you think about that with uh, that scene in the elevator just before they say uh, we're not doing help me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, don't do help me. I don't want to do help me. Um, I thought you know, as as little, I think there's still a lot of character development going on or character evolution, not development. The characters are developed. Okay, you're 17 movies into the franchise. The characters are freaking developed. Um, but there is there is some evolution still happening. Um, I, I, Tom Hiddleston and, and um, Chris Helmsworth have a great rapport. They just they just do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I like that. <laughs> well, oh God.
0: You can- you get the serious brother moment kind of thing, and then they just toss. We're doing, please help me. We're not doing, please help. Please don't. That's humiliating. <laughs> and that felt like natural brother banter. You, well, you know, and, I, and then
1: there was the yeah, and then there was the I want to talk about. Do you wanna really want to talk about this? No, I don't want to talk about this. So there's still that. Yeah, I want to talk things through, and I want to kind of reconcile with my brother, but no, I really don't because it's not going it, to. It's not going to change anything either. Right and and what other character
0: uh i guess we'll talk about tonight and then we'll just talk about the ending and, and catch andrew up to it um is hulk who uh as our uh, one viewer in the room uh blood one thanks for joining us by the way mentioned the hulk was gold and he was he gets his moment especially talking to thor after they have their big fight and thor discovers that he he can shoot electricity um any they're, they're in that room and that whole scene with thor andrew what'd you think what'd you think about that and and how they handled the hulk in this film
2: i think hulk is my favorite of all these of all the you know the marvel mm-hmm. stuff and i hate it that they can't make a, a hulk movie that marvel you know cinematic universe or the marvel studios can't make a hulk movie because of universal I want a Hulk movie bad. Like I really love Ruffalo and just knowing that a great actor like him gets to play two characters every time he makes a movie like this. It's just, you know what I mean? It's so cool. Um, But this is like, to me, the biggest difference between banner and Hulk that any of these movies have ever done. Very, very, very different. Cause um, uh, banner hasn't, like existed for two years. Hulk has been on Sakar and he's been Hulk the entire time. He hasn't changed back. So when he finally does, it's just like this weird moment. But the version of Hulk we get um, prior to that because it's hilarious seeing the times they could have changed Banner to Hulk and you know, vice mm-hmm. versa and they didn't are just genius. But um, you get to see Hulk really sort of is evolving and is changing and, and uh, is more conversational. That part where they're just sitting together talking about how they feel about stuff is freaking spectacular. You don't I don't know that any of the other Marvel movies have gotten that. Because even when like James Gunn tries this stuff, Mm -hmm. it's still like James Gunn's style, which is too self aware. Mm -hmm. This really just feels like a an outtake that you don't get in the other movies or in superhero movies. It really feels unforced it really feels natural it feels like it should be there
0: yeah it, that's what i i was like too uh is that it's uh it felt natural all the humor in here really just didn't feel like oh we're inserting joke here now it, it all just felt like stuff these guys would say yeah. you know including the hulk getting out of the, the hot tub and Thor making <laughs> comments, Don. What you yeah. think about this scene in, in the room, including Hulk whole getting out of the hot tub and
1: Yeah, after somebody who just had, you know, his, his his uh hammer crushed, I can see where he'd be a little intimidated by seeing naked Hulk. Um <laughs> But yeah, I liked I liked all that. I liked that they really developed the Hulk's uh, ability to communicate better than just Hulk smash. I actually really liked the not really, I, I really liked that they showed that a relationship had been built between um, Valkyrie and Hulk. Mm-hmm. And, and then once Banner came, it was like, You look familiar you seem familiar too but it was just kind of okay so they were friends as hulk and valkyrie but then didn't recognize each other otherwise
0: Mm -hmm. but they they were still friends though they never and that's what my concern was a little bit with the valkyrie character i'm like oh great here we go but it just truly felt like they were friends you know Uh, Andrew, wouldn't you say that as well? That that the the uh, relationship between you know uh, Hulk and Valkyrie, they, and even just the Valkyrie character in general, they never went where you would kind of expect them to go with a character like this.
2: No, I didn't betray either one. I thought very, very smart.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, we, we don't get a romance angle where you kind of expect almost because of what happened between him and you know his earth girl uh but they don't ever go there they even play with it a little bit when occasionally like they bump into each other and that but that's it it's like fleeting moments and i plus man
2: these these movies are for children they're for eight-year-olds they got toys in the store that make voices when you press the button. I want to be able to take a little kid to Marvel movies, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you need all that for? You can, you can have different versions of, you know, and like now they got like the R rated Logan, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think next should be the, the PG Logan. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) they need, if I don't, you know what I mean? If they're selling this, these toys to children, Make the movies a little bit more kid friendly too. You don't need the romance plot and everything. This I know Disney owns it, but they can get over themselves and not put a prince and a princess and everything. You know,
1: and and that's kind of and that's kind of what I was was looking at with uh, the Hulk's relationship with Valkyrie. They were screwing around like they were friends. They yeah. were roughhousing and stuff like they were a couple of kids sparring partners.
0: Yeah. Yeah, at never once did you really feel, and I I liked that because you even see Thor's reaction to that, like, huh? <laughs> he's trying to kind yeah. of comprehend that. Wait, Hulk's got a buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's there's just like this always this push to, for things to be more adult because the fanboy age group feels like they own everything and that everything's supposed to be for them. Oh, well, I liked it. This is. You know, out of all the Marvel stuff, uh, I feel like Ant Man and this uh, would be the you know the most kind of kid friendly ones. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it both of those definitely would be are, are, are more in the kid friendly realm to be sure. And even with the final ending, which Andrew, I know you kind of uh, fell asleep, but him, Dale, who we we didn't mention, but we should we should mention because Idris Elba rocks i was so happy to see him holy crap that was great and he gets his moment as well uh which i i enjoyed because uh a lot of the characters get their moments which you don't quite have gotten i mean himdale really hasn't gotten his moment to shine and here he's leading the the uh he's saving the people of asgard basically
2: he totally (laughs) is man
0: you know and uh idris elba i liked what they did with the himdel character and, and very happy to see him be a badass and get a chance to really flex those badass muscles and, and be the character we we really could see him being in the others but he never got a chance Don, uh, did, did you uh, dig the fact that we got to expand a bit on his character as well
1: oh yeah he was totally the hero of the piece mm-hmm. i mean yeah it was thor and loki and and. Valkyrie that actually battled Hella but it was Heimdall that actually saved the people.
0: yeah he he was the true hero, hero of the film mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he navigated everything he saved them from Hella a number of times uh, which couldn't have been easy you know plus he knew people would come after him because he had the only way people could get off of Asgard. So, I mean, he set himself up to be in danger. Um, And, yeah, it's Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. So uh, even though you get to see Hella kick ass at the beginning, you didn't get to see her uh, do much in the end then. Andrew, uh, in the big epic fight where we get uh, the Hulk fighting uh, Hella's undead wolf, and we get everybody fighting the undead army that she's raised. I remember,
2: like on the on the Bifrost, the bridge, like mm-hmm. Hulk, like he, everybody kind of gets to fight, like somebody, and Hulk is like going against the Fenris Wolf, yeah, or whatever. But it starts to get a little fuzzy for me at that wow. point because that's when all the real, you know, just pow pow, everything stuff starts happening.
0: But Don, again, we get the one seated here that was just like perfect humor <laughs> was. Mark Ruffalo, and being a badass, he tells Valkyrie who she's accepted that she's going to be Valkyrie and come back with him to defend Asgard. And he's been holding off being Hulk because he didn't want to turn to Hulk again, but he realizes he has to. So he he jumps out of the, the ship there and, dawn. and what happens to Oh my him? gosh, yes,
1: that's right. He belly flops on the bifrost and just kind of thump.
0: <laughs>
1: that's my it, son. That's one
2: of my son's favorite scenes was But that's that's good because in every movie he would transform and land and be a badass. So they really, you know, yeah. that's one another instance of them flopping that
0: around.
1: Yeah, he kind of went splat. It's
0: <laughs> great. It
1: was it was a great moment.
0: And then, you know, then he pops up as Hulk, which uh makes sense and almost sets up as him possibly, you know. Uh, staying as Hulk, um, but and he gets this big battle, and we get the fight. Though they do make the uh, the whole theme of well, Asgard's just a place because uh, in this big epic battle we come full circle, and the one beast that Thor fought in the beginning is the one that actually saves them in the end, right, Don? How do you think this whole final battle played out? Did you did you enjoy it, or did it feel more like your standard uh, superhero ending?
1: well it felt like a a mythological ending i mean because things came full circle Mm -hmm. they were trying to prevent ragnarok but that's not what they were actually doing they were trying to they in order to save everybody they had to actually cause ragnarok um the whole circle of life the whole Odin thing, Odin has to die and then be reborn, blah, blah, blah. It's all part of the mythos, um, so it made perfect sense. Um, maybe not from a comic, point, comic book standpoint, but from the mythology that the story is taken from.
0: Right, because Thor loses an eye during his final epic battle with Helene, uh, Hela, and he learns that he can you know, throw lightning like a god, uh, almost Zeus-like, if you will. Um, Thor-like Thor well, it's Thor-like in here okay, sorry, it's Thor-like <laughs> but, uh, you know I, just another, it's another god lightning bolt throwing, I'm sorry but, uh, you know he, he gets his badass moment where he's got his power, he doesn't need his uh, hammer but he, he looks like his dad, like his young dad, and like you said, it's that whole full circle mythology thing where they've got to go build a new Asgard now which, I, I would have picked a different place than Earth <laughs> to go but it's a cheaper know, place it's it's cheap they, they've <laughs> already got you know things built there so i guess that helps Plus, you know he-man did it and he it's true he-man did do it
2: <laughs> too cheap to build a turnio, <laughs> so they go to earth and assholes <laughs> i'm still bitter about the masters <laughs> of the universe
1: the only way y'all can make
2: it right is by making one with Dolph Lundgren, you mean? <laughs> I don't. That, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, with the other yeah. He-Man movie, Mark. Th- I, I just don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. i I got a little vicarious kind of thrill happening when I see a movie like Thor Ragnarok because they, yeah. they burned me on the He-Man movie. <laughs> they burned you on the He-Man.
0: <laughs> Come
2: on, they they totally did.
0: Well, uh, as our uh, viewer mentioned, Infinity Wars should be interesting, which you could tell this is a setup. Uh, bit four, you know, with with the tone and everything and, of course, the the credit sequence that we get. We get an after credit sequence. We get two, actually, just to let you know out there, folks. You get one that kind of pertains to the overarching story and then at the end, we get a fun one with the Grandmaster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had to explain that to my nephew.
0: Oh, did you really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: What does it mean they tied? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is a setup, but I didn't feel I've, I've heard some people say this felt like a a, a setup uh, for, you know, uh, you know, just a setup film. And I'm like, I felt this wasn't quite as much of a setup film as, say, like Age of Ultron. Uh, what do you think of that comment, Don, that this felt this was just, you know, a setup for the Infinity Wars film? But I felt it was more than that. Did you
1: think it? I think it was more than that, but I can see where you. I can see where you get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed to take. They needed to take the audience off of the safe place. Uh, they needed to take them off of Asgard. They needed to take them off of Earth. They needed to get them out into space to meet up with the Guardians of the Galaxy to come face to face with. Um, why am I Thanos. trying to blue Thanos? There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed to get them out into space so this could all come together. Right. And this is the way they did it, by, by destroying their safe the, the safe havens and making Thor go explore. Because um, right. nobody else, none of the current Avengers on Earth are going to do that because they're so busy dealing with the crap on Earth. Right. And, and
0: that's that's what I thought. Thor was a great out to get us to Thanos and, and kind of hook the Earth up the Earth MCU with the space MCU. Um, and it makes me look forward to Infinity Wars, uh, even though Infinity Wars is probably going to need another movie just for all the credits of that film. <laughs> no kidding, right? Because of the sheer effects and extravaganza and cast they have there. I've heard something like 40-some superheroes or something. I mean... Uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, for me, I uh, I dug Thor Ragnarok uh, quite a bit as well. I like this ending. I didn't feel like it was a setup as much as Ultron. I can kind of see where people are getting it to, but I was just so into it. I I thought it was fitting, um, and it was fun. And it was also kind of snap you back to reality when you see that huge ship uh, come up on on Thor's ship with the Asgardians. You're just like, oh we're going to go back to being dark, you know, it's like, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, we've kind of had our fun with this film. Now, now things are going to get real. Um, and yeah, as our, our viewer mentioned, can't wait to see rocket raccoon meet Hulk. That's going to be interesting. Uh, (laughs) see those two (laughs) interact with each other. Of course, Hulk doesn't have any prosthetics. So rocket raccoon won't be able, but maybe he'll, he'll get Thor's eye patch. You never know. Uh, but, so uh we'll wrap it up here for tonight. I don't want to keep it too long. There's a lot of things we could still talk about this film, but uh I think we touched on a lot of things here unless uh Andrew was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we may not have touched on already with Thor Ragnarok?
2: Well, um I did want to mention the 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 Topaz character uh played by Rachel House who's a ta- Waiki regular. Oh yes. Uh, I really loved her scene Seeing- seeing her piloting that ship chasing after them you know just that was just so badass you just don't get that it was a I'll keep coming to move these Marvel movies if they change it up like this and make these people look like this and have the and uh, the art direction of this movie too the amount of like how real ass like old-school Marvel comic it really looked you know what I mean like all through it Um, when I was a kid, I did not read comics. Uh, my best friend uh, Matt Comages he was a big comic reader, as in goes to the comic shop every month to get his pull list. This was in the '80s, mm-hmm. and so I I liked to draw and I liked art, and so I didn't I didn't read the comics so much as I looked at them. So I became familiar with who the artists were. You know, and I got to know their artwork and that was what I liked about uh, comics was the different artists and Barry Windsor Smith was my favorite. But um, Jack Kirby, right, um, his his style is all through this movie. Yeah. And I, it's something that you won't notice unless you're looking for it. But the bright colors and the lines on everything. So rad. I think this is a great looking movie. Um, that's another thing I want. I want these, I want the films to be stylistically different from one another too. Like infinity War, I'm probably not going to go see that. I'm probably not. I just don't like the idea of all the toys in my toy box, all fighting at one, you know what I'm saying? But um, this movie really, if you could just walk in not knowing shit about any of the people and just enjoy the movie, This is one of the best ones because of how they did that.
0: Right. So, those things, yeah.
2: You just want to mention those things.
0: Don, how about you? Anything uh, you want to mention or bring up that we haven't talked about?
2: Rachel House's grandma Tala from
0: Moana. (laughs) Yes, she is. And she was awesome, too. She was a great counter to uh, the grandmaster. You know, you, you get that little bit where she goes, Well, the slaves are revolting. He's like, I don't like that term. The Prisoners (laughs) with Jobs. Prisoners (laughs) with (laughs) Jobs. So good. You know, but the way she handled it, she played it so straight. She was great. Uh, She really was. You know, and and even a little banter with, uh, 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 what is the word that I call her when, uh, when, you know, the B word. (laughs) She just had some great moments. You're right. Uh, It was fun to see just a minor character like that have some great moments in here. You just wonder why they can't stick
2: awesome people like that, why they can't stick women like that, why they can't stick, you know, persons of color and stuff like this. It's supposed to be fantasy. This shouldn't be weird or unusual or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yet it is. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, which will be interesting to see some people's reactions when Black Panther comes out.
2: You're in space. They talk different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for Black Panther. As Me much as you. I was excited for Thor, I wouldn't have minded if they swapped them and Black Panther was the
0: one that came out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got something to look forward to in, in February. Yes, of the yeah. Because that i history month. Yes. It, it, interesting, they released it during that month too. I don't in think a good that was way. an accident. Huh? I don't think that was an accident because it's making no. history no i don't think it was an accident either uh the only
1: the only thing i think i'd want to add is i'm thankful very thankful that they chose kate blanchett to play the role of Mm hella um a mature woman as an action villain as opposed to a young 20-something you didn't. You didn't want Megan Fox's. No, uh, nah, well. <laughs> I didn't no, either. No, 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 yeah, I, I. don't even want Scarlett Johansson. Yes. No,
2: I hear you, man. No, that's what I love about it. Uh,
1: and and damn, if she didn't keep up with it, oh, without no. without a blink, she
0: and without brilliant,
1: making brilliant. it seem forced. Yeah, she was absolutely fantastic. She was stunning. And kicked so, out. Yay! You get
0: the scene where she's standing there, going, "Don't you folks know who I am?" And she pretty much just takes out the entire Asgard army. I mean, <laughs> I, think,
2: I think Zoe Bell was the did all the stunts for
0: her. Oh, I did, love Zoe
1: Bell.
0: Yep. Oh, that's awesome. That that's pretty even sure. better because Zoe yeah, Bell Bell rocks. She yes, really she does. Great. She's a very no. cool person. And and that's what I like too. Is she was a a more mature actress they picked, and yet they. They set her up so you could buy into the fact that, yeah, she's kicking Thor's ass right now and cut his freaking eye out. You, you totally believe that shit, that she's that mm-hmm. strong. You know?
2: I, I could talk about that subject. We could do a whole podcast about that. Because, you know, like, I remember <laughs> seeing about Schmidt and mm-hmm. um, somebody in the theater when Kathy Bates was naked was like, oh, and I'm like, you don't know shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know
2: shit. Don't know shit.
0: Yeah, Hela was awesome. The characters were fun. I know many fans out there didn't like the liberties they took with the story. But for me, as a person who didn't follow the comics heavy, this is a Marvel film that I see myself coming back to many times versus a number of the other Marvel films. And that's because it is different. I like the Marvel films that are going different. That's why I'm looking forward to Black Panther because they went in a different direction. And it is a bold mood, because you know they were probably knew they were going to upset a number of the fan base when they did this. But What, put, put lots of black people in the movie? No, 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 in Thor, in uh, Thor Ragnarok, no. you knew they were going to probably upset some people with the liberty, you know, because they knew, these are the guys, these are Marvel, they know the storyline. You knew they had to think that they were going to upset people, but do you think... Maybe this is after 17 films. They're trying to reach out again to another new audience rather than just the comic book fans. Don.
1: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. They they've got the base. They don't to some extent. They want the comic book fans, but they're looking for a modern audience. Mm -hmm. They don't want. They're not looking for the. I'm sorry, middle aged men. Uh, who used to buy the comic books in you know, the 80s and 90s. They're looking for the younger audience. They're looking for a different audience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And and yeah, this was fun. I liked the th- direction they took. And
1: and, and they're yeah. definitely looking for a female audience. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep making um, Chris Helmsworth be naked.
2: And they didn't show Hulk's penis, but you do get to see his uh, his booty, which it's, is you know first no. time for Hulk. Boot- which is funny because even I talk with my daughter about Hulk's pants. You know, she's like purple pants. Like, yeah, isn't that always? I always wondered that about Hulk. You know, his his he's got regular dude size clothes on. Then when he turns to Hulk, the clothes are like they grow. Like, no, he should be naked every time he turns into Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like kind of like a werewolf. Exactly like a werewolf. It's like you know the parts of the werewolf that don't wolf out? The dick. Yeah. <laughs> a little hip barrier. Nothing happens.
0: The, the
1: dick,
0: the dick always stays. You no know, wonder he's so angry, you know? <laughs> Yet with the Hulk we know not because, well, it's burned into Thor's brain. <laughs> 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 I was say. I was say. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, I appreciate Dawn and Andrew for joining me on this impromptu spoiler room to talk about this film. There was a lot. There's still a lot you could talk about, but there's a lot of great things in this film. Uh, so I think we're going to go down real quick. I just want to get your final thought with Thor. And, uh, you know, if you're kind of looking forward to, uh, you know, that what we're seeing coming up with the Marvel films and, of course, where they can find you at. So, Don, uh, what are your kind of final thought with Thor as well as uh, where they can find you at?
1: I really very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice departure from what has what been done previously. I'm very interested, and I'm kind of hoping they keep... I know it's going to be very hard for them to keep, but I really hope they keep some of those great characters like Valkyrie and Heimdall and... As well as Thor and Loki. Mm -hmm. But I'm not counting on anything. I'm hopeful, but I'm not counting on it. Um, And yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I'm a freaking completionist and I have to watch everything. (laughs) Um, And you can find me at intheaudience.net.
0: Awesome. Andrew, how about you, sir? Your kind of final thought with Thor. Looking forward to what we see coming and uh, where can he find you at?
2: Oh well, hey, I enjoyed this, man. Thank you for the invite, Don. You're awesome, Mark. You're awesome <laughs> too. But I always, this is a good. I'm very excited about this. Um, my name is Andrew Shear, and currently the uh, director of the so-called worst movie on, uh, ever made on Amazon Prime, "Space Boobs in Space."
1: And and they're wrong because that movie is awesome. Oh,
2: I, thank you, Don. But I, I, I you, you're for a person who's patterned their work after the the films of like Russ Meyer, Doris Wishman, Ed Wood, people like this, you're not hurting homies feelings by calling him <laughs> the worst movie ever made. This is, you're actually brought, drawing a tear of joy to my eye. So, you know, if you think you hurt me, you, you did the opposite. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I love, th- I love Thor Ragnarok. I think it's an anomaly just like all these other ones. Uh, you know, that when you give an indie director, uh, you know, millions of dollars and have him be in a big studio temple movie, you could do like Colin Trevorrow did with Jurassic World and just toe the line, and just have nothing of their previous style, or you can do like the other dudes and get fired. But uh, but Ta- Taika Waithe he he, he just went right in there and he lived, and you could see his style over it. So every every indie director after him that wants to go in there, you talk to him first find out how he did it, because it's a major it's a major thing what he did his accomplishment there. Um, and, I, yeah, I don't really give a shit about the other Marvel movies that are going to come out except for Black Panther. Um, they wake me up when they give a, a female character her own movie. I'll, I'll be there for Captain Marvel otherwise. But I do want to explain something to you fantasy fans out there, you comic book fans out there. Wrap your head around this if you can, because I know you like understand like aliens and monsters and science fiction and people being frozen and time travel and all this stuff. Here's a mind-bender. Comic books and movies are two different motherfucking things. (laughs) You may need to take a seat and wrap your head around that. Books are, too, by the way. Totally different. Like, one is made with a camera. I mean, you can Google this. They have actors and cameras. The other one is written by people and drawn little pictures. Totally different, as it turns out. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Well, and as I always say, if you really want, you can always go back to the comics if you think the films are ruining it, because your comics will have the storylines you like. You know, I say I it took me a long time, I admit, to get in the same mental thought of of remakes, but I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this remake may be totally different than the original, but the original is still on my shelf and I can still watch it. So Oh yours oh yours yeah. didn't explode? No, Every time mine... a
2: movie is remade, mine like turns to a pile of ash. <laughs> Oh shit! I heard all copies existing do
0: just mine. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, just a couple of minor uh, trivia bits that we've kind of brought up here. But yes, this is actually indeed the first Marvel film with a major female, uh, a major villain being female. So this is all the right. first one. But what I found more interesting is that eighty percent of the dialogue in the film was improvised. Yeah. They wanted to keep a very loose and collaborative mood with the cast, and so they improvised about eighty percent of the dialogue. Which, for a film that's hundred and eighty million dollars, to have people improvise the dialogue—hey, it works.
1: And, and to be fair, and to be fair, like I like I, we've mentioned earlier, uh, the dynamic between Tom Hiddleston, Chris Helmsworth, and um, um, oh my gosh brains are not working properly mark ruffalo uh they've been working together long enough that they've already got that dynamic going they know what their characters are supposed to do mm-hmm.
0: yeah they know where they're going with these guys and how they are they've been in the skin long enough
2: and so. plus man you write a script and then you take like nine months of like preparation to shoot and then you take like three months to make the movie or whatever it takes you think the stuff they say is going to be as fresh on the set and as funny and as good on the set as it was like two years ago when it was written and all the deals were made? Right. No way, man. This was the way to do it. I, I see exactly the benefit of that. That's why it's so fun.
0: Well, and with the cast he had, and like I said, it's a bold mood to take with a $180 million film, but I love that they did it because – It puts trust in the cast and this entire cast from start to finish from the biggest roles to even the minor roles are all veteran actors. You know, these are all people who, you know, they've done this before. It's not like this is their first go around. Uh, So, you know, improv, they they probably welcomed the improv in in many ways. Uh, You know, and it might have felt that might have added to the natural feel for the characters, too. Is that it, that's why some of the comedy in that felt natural because these characters, like you said, uh, you know, they're, they've they been with each other so long. They know the, you know, not only them, each other personally, but these characters so well that it feels natural of this is how they would say it. And yeah, I I love that part and I love improv as well. So um, and, and Andrew, where can they find your stuff at, sir?
2: Oh, Space Boobs in Space is on Amazon Prime. And if you happen to like it, I got other movies that are on Amazon as well. Um, Late Night Cable, um, Pajama Nightmare, The Underground Cinema, Cinema with an S. On Prime, there's 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 Very Scary, there's May of the Dead. And if you're just one of these physical media people that like audio commentaries and collecting things, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C, gonzorific.com, get you some stuff we got some stuff awesome
0: and some great stuff and thank you the worst ever made <laughs> Uh, and we appreciate our uh, one viewer who was stuck with us tonight all night, Bloodsport One. Thank you so much for your comments and uh, adding in things and, and listening to us uh, go on about Thor Ragnarok. We really appreciate it. And I appreciate all our listeners out there for the spoiler room. Check us out on iTunes and all those venues. And I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. So uh, say goodnight, everyone.
1: Good night, everyone
0: good night everyone hey is
2: that like blood frank dukes remember you make yeah, it say remember that. that's it's awesome you should say, <laughs> say matey because you can't stand the podcast anymore matey
0: matey <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah spoiler room closing it out god of thunder saying i'm gonna light you up tonight baby Hey, all my spoiler room friends out there! If you like what you hear, why not head on over to iTunes and like, comment, and even subscribe to our channel? It always helps us out. Or you can find us on Stitcher Radio as well. You can drop us a tweet on to Twitter at spoiler room pdcs or Special Mark Pro. Look for us also on Facebook at the Spoiler Room Podcast or in the Special Mark Productions Facebook group. Let us know what movies or topics you'd like to be discussed in the Spoiler Room where the conversation is fresh, uh, but we do spoil the movies.